Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of Travel Notes, where I sit down with Susto's Justin Osborne to talk about the influence a trip to Cuba had on his music and the connection between Cuban trova music and American troubadours, such as John Prine. We talk about Susto's new album, Time in the Sun, that dropped on October 29th, and the common themes throughout the album, such as the joys and sufferings of life, mental health, and spirituality. I was like, I had been in school for a couple of years. That's actually why I went. I went mm. as a part of a study abroad program through the College of Charleston. Sweet. Um, I'm yeah, not Cuban, uh, but I had always been interested in Cuba, uh, specifically like the political movement uh, of the, the revolution in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of going down there to study that. But, but yeah, so it was a politically driven trip that ended up kind of having um, a really profound musical effect on it's interesting that you were like trying to almost leave it behind and it and get lost in as something totally new a new world new politics new culture and it found you there yeah yeah the it, music it, i mean totally yeah. that was like i think that was the universe kind of being like nope nope nope, nope. <laughs> yeah you should be doing this um because like the first night i was there i met my uh my friend, and he's still a great friend of mine, you, you actually recently got to meet him when he came to Charleston for the first time. Yeah, Camila Miranda. Well, Camila and I started riding together pretty pretty quickly. Like, it's pretty we, unusual, I feel. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think like I was just really open to anything. You yeah. Know, I hadn't really even done a lot of co-riding at that point, but you know, he was just excited about music, and I had showed them some of the... like I, had, I hadn't started Susto, really, but I had like started recording a few songs for an album that I thought I might call Susto. Mm -hmm. Eventually later on that became the band name and the name of our first album. But I showed Camilo and the rest of our friends there like um, some of those songs and they were like, wow, this stuff is cool. It's like, like, and and I was like, really? Because like I had been just kind of burned out Mm -hmm. from trying to be a musician for the years before that with like some of the DIY touring and stuff and just never really breaking through. So like, they kind of made me feel some sort of self-confidence again, like in my ability to write songs and convey things in like a way that's appealing to other people. And Mm -hmm. it kind of started with us just jamming on songs and them sharing songs with me. Like we'd be passing Mm -hmm. around guitars, you know, having a bottle of rum and and like, and then I'd share songs with them. And, but then it kind of, they also were taking me to shows. And so I got to see like what the Havana music scene was kind of about like I mean and we went to some of the touristy stuff too which was incredible because like the the musicians playing in the touristy parts are incredible are good. they're like yeah. the best of the best sure. um, the standards very high there yes it is mm-hmm. um, but then also we were going to like this like rock club called Toon Toon that like where <laughs> like they there weren't a lot of originals being played but there was a lot of like um, like English language rock songs being played mm. um, so you were hearing lots of different styles. Was there one that particularly stood out or captivated you in a way? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I loved all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it was so interesting to me. Like, the Afro-Cuban-inspired stuff was, was yeah. well, the Afro-Cuban music was incredible. Also, like, just the, um, 
even the rock stuff, even the reggaeton was interesting to me. Yeah. Even though it wasn't really my vibe, but the thing I think the the style, the Cuban style I was most drawn to was Trova, mm-hmm. which is um, T R O V A, and Trova is like a cognate of our word troubadour, like mm-hmm. uh, troubadores, I guess would mm-hmm. be what you call it, a trova singer. Mm-hmm. And I was attracted to it because it was like a songwriting style. You know, it was like uh, it was someone typically with either a guitar, usually a guitar, but a piano. I think is possible in trova, but mm-hmm. typically it gets someone playing a guitar and singing like a song, like a singer songwriter type thing. And mm-hmm. the, I didn't speak Spanish, but I was being, I was having these songs kind of translated to me. Like I, my friends were kind of explaining to me, like, here's this song by like someone like Silvio Rodriguez was, was a good example because my friends were really, really into his work. Mm. And, um, but others as well, like also this guy, Frank Delgado, but like, uh, they're, they'd be like, here's a song. They would translate the lyrics for me and explain to me why the lyrics were so clever and, um, you know, good. And that was really helpful because like, I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. Sure. I, I was almost like having a group of teachers kind of explaining this style to me and, and why mm-hmm. they loved it. And it, I was hooked you know, yeah. because I, oh, for sure. I love using words in a way that like convey like rhythm and all that stuff is a super important part of music but the th- things that I've always been drawn to have been the lyrics and, totally. and the way you use lyrics to convey things in like sometimes roundabout ways and the way it was kind of described to me is Trova was like this style of writing that was both very confessional but also mm-hmm. playful Mm-hmm. also political mm-hmm. and kind of like tongue-in-cheek to give you a taste of cuban trova music here is a song called la tarde by sindo garay who is considered one of the four greats of cuban trova music It's a 
little bit of everything, it sounds yeah. like. Like, kind of being, like, a human experience. It seems like there's a lot of comedy, too. Like, yeah. comical, kind totally. of. There's yeah. a very light-hearted vibe to most yeah. of the songs. Like, John Prine comes to yeah, mind. Totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think John Prine is definitely a great example of, like, the American version mm. of, like, what a trovadora would be, you know? Like... Mm. And, you know, he is one of our great, or was one of our great troubadours. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I was just really drawn to it. And it kind of, like, one of the things I was drawn to the most was the honesty. Like, the confessionalism, but also, like, the lightheartedness about it. Not feeling like you're having to, like, like, yeah, I'm putting all this out there, but I'm smiling when I tell you, you know. To illustrate the common American and Cuban troubadour tradition of making light of serious topics, here's John Prine singing his song, That's the Way That the World Goes Round. <laughs> That's the way that the world goes round.
<laughs> that was something that I kind of took away as a songwriter too. I mean, one of the main things was just to be more less or be less afraid to say what I was thinking and be more candid and and try to be um, you know honest because Trevor is also very honest. You know, like but the the levity involved like you're talking about like the kind of lightheartedness the joking like that was present in the songs you know and like and i've embraced that not all the time but a, a good bit in susto too because like i think you have to be you know you have to be lighthearted because like yeah things are, are can get pretty bad but like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do i mean you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta try and smile so what inspires you to write i mean in general is there I think yeah. I, I've always just kind of felt compelled to write whatever I'm feeling. So it's like my feelings, you know, I guess that's yeah. why most people write songs. But um, I have just, I think life experiences like that I can't really deal with in any other way. Like if you, you know how sometimes you have something that's on your mind or on your heart and you just like need to get it out. Like when I get that feeling, I'm like, okay, where's the guitar? Where's the piano? Like, mm-hmm. because it just... For a long time, since I was like in my early teens, it's been my means of unpacking that stuff and kind of dealing with it. Uh, and also, even when it's not something bad, I feel really good. You know, it's like a way to just express that. Totally, know? totally. And, um, so I think just my life and the things I'm experiencing, also the not just my experiences, but the experiences I'm seeing other people have, can be um, can influence me to write. I find like when people are the most candid and honest in those moments it opens up to being able to relate with other... It opens up where everyone can actually relate to that. Those are some of the most powerful lines and songs. Because even though everyone's experience is unique to them, Mm -hmm. uh, there are human themes that we all kind of go through and experience. And and so I think when when you're choosing to be vulnerable about whatever you're going through, even if that experience is nuanced, that's in a way that's specific to you, um, there are going to be certain things about your experience that other people are going to be able to, going to be able to relate to because they've been through something similar. You totally. Know? Like heartbreak, loss, mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. like all those things are things that we all feel at different mm-hmm. times. And um, yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing about music is kind of like taking those pers- very personal experiences and translating them in a way that can be, you know, embraced by everyone. So, um, this new album that you have coming out, Time in the Sun, did something inspire that or was this, how did this come about? The studio part of it started in 2020 and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, these songs I have, I have this, you know, new daughter who Mm -hmm. has changed my life. I could feel that and knew that was a sea change in my life. But then kind of halfway through the recording in the middle of 2020, I lost my own dad. So I, um... So, you know, the record was not done. It was, you know, we were very much in the thick of it when all that happened. Uh, and I lost my, my dad. He had had about like a five-year, five or six-year battle with cancer. Um, so sorry. I'm I appreciate sorry. that. Yeah. You know, but it's a, it's a part of the cyclical nature of life. It's like, and it was, I'm actually grateful for the fact that those two things happened close enough together where I was really got to feel like I was caught in between both things, birth and death. Totally. Because, and I was about the same age my dad was when I was born. So, mm-hmm. like, I was literally in the middle, you know, like, 
my daughter being brand new, me being, you know, in my early 30s and my dad being in his like late 60s and, you know, passing away. Like I felt like I was in the middle of my life, yeah. which, which is made me feel very alive. It's a visceral kind of experience. Like, so the record started to kind of take a change and it mm-hmm. became less about just becoming a parent and more about life in general and the cyclical nature of everything, loss as well as new beginnings and mm-hmm. um, the kind of balance between pain and joy, I guess. Totally. And um, so time in the sun is kind of like a metaphor for life. You know, it's like at the end of the day, we're all just out here circling around the sun. So there's so many great songs on it. Um, it's hard Thank to you. choose. Good Right Now. Good Right Now is one of those uh, songs that I kind of I, I kind of alluded to earlier, like, so when you just feel something and you just need mm-hmm. to get it out, like it's mm-hmm. not always bad. Like for me, writing good right now was about feeling good. It was mm-hmm. I wrote it shortly after I found out I was gonna be a dad, and I remember just sitting in the the this upstairs room of this apartment that we we had downtown Charleston um, back in this period of my life, and um, just like looking out the window and. Uh, I'd just been outside walking down the street to get some coffee and I got back and sat down and just pressed record to make a demo and the song just fell out of me. All the lyrics, the wow. chords and everything. And um, Yeah, it, I love it when that happens. It is so... You really feel like you're a medium. Like something just yes, kind of comes through you. you feel like you're channeling something. Yeah. And, and like there... There's nothing more satisfying than that feeling that mm-hmm. you just like, like a lightning bolt just came mm-hmm. through you and out of your mouth, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that song felt like that to me. It felt like, um, like I was just channeling something. Here's the track Good Right Now off of Susto's new album, Time in the Sun. In the autumn daytime, I love my life, and I feel like I am finally making my way down the river towards Avalon. Celestial body and 
there was a spiritual undertone to it. I heard a yeah. couple, yeah. That, that that kind of runs throughout, not just the album, but I think my music in totally. general, because like I, it's kind of like spiritual language is kind of baked into the fabric of who I am as a person <laughs> because it's like everyone in my family, my entire life before I kind of moved away and started seeking other things was was wrapped around the church and so like i uh specific specifically like evangelical christianity mm-hmm. and so like i have all these bible stories and and this imagery of biblical stuff like in my head and it just comes out sometimes and so like on this new album time in the sun there's definitely there there's a handful of, of kind of references to either biblical figures or biblical places mm-hmm. or biblical stories um and I approached that with my kind of lighthearted Trova thing because, like, for me, like, without being trying, I really don't want to be rude about it because it's not like, because I don't claim to have answers. I just, like, have a questioning kind of approach to uh, spirituality just because I think of how much time I spent in that world. Sure. Another song uh, I hope we could talk about is Get Down. That yeah. one is so fun. Thank you. I love that song. Yeah, that you know, I didn't even know that that song would make it on the album, and then when we played the songs for the label that we worked with, New West, um, mm-hmm. that was their favorite, like by far. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I wrote it. You know, it's sure, it's fun, but I just didn't think it would have the appeal that it. Is. It's going back to what we were talking about, how like a song can be actually quite sad, but mm-hmm. kind of disguised. You yeah, because that song was written when I was really worried about a close friend of mine who was kind of like going through some substance abuse issues at the same time I was going through a lot of my own issues of substance abuse and Mm -hmm. also anxiety and depression and Mm -hmm. did not feel like I had the bandwidth to like be there and help you Mm -hmm. know because I felt like how can I help because I'm 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 not far behind you know but then like so I started writing that song with that person in mind, like one night when I was just like really worried about him, and um, then eventually took that song to that person. I don't even know if I was really upfront about the fact that I had written it about them um, or started to write about them, but we ended up finishing the song together. And, wow, that's and, uh, beautiful. Yeah, and then working on it in the studio, and um, and it, the the meaning of it kind of evolved for me because I started to realize that like it was about finding kindred spirits in that suffering. It's like, you know, like everybody's suffering in one way or another. Yeah. Um, or if not everybody, like somebody else is. Oh, for know? sure. I and think at some point in life it hits. Yeah. It <laughs> hits you. Yeah. And so like, I think the song can be, I think, uh, listened to and interpreted in, in a myriad of ways. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I like, that's what it's about. And to, to me, when I sing it and, and, uh, and play live, it also can take on new meanings mm-hmm. based on whatever's going on in my life. To be honest with you, but um, but yeah, it was it was written about something that was like a painful moment, but needed to be approached with some levity. Here is the track "Get Down" off of Susto's new album, "Time in the Sun." Oh, well, sometimes I get down. I get up Cause I'm on the ground in the streets and my hands in my face 
takes on a new meaning and I think that's what's cool about it reminds me of um, actually parables in the Bible yeah because it's like I love that wow <laughs> bringing it back home <laughs> back to the roots yeah. no it's true like you know you're sitting there and it's the same like the same stories the same verses but they and I think I guess that's why they call it the living word but like because it truly takes on a new life every time you read it or you hear it depending on the context and uh songs are the same way in a lot of ways art is the same way in a lot of ways like even visual art and uh i love that comparison i mean like i think because i think you're absolutely right and and in a lot of ways i think um parables are works of art whether or not you choose to have a a spiritual kind of like uh interpretation of them Mm -hmm. um i think even if you don't have a spirit like i don't consider myself a spiritual person really at all other than some kind of like obscure belief in humanity and the universe maybe working because sometimes it seems like things are too coincidental but um (laughs) but i still like you know i still find value in the stories and parables that like i was taught and learned when i was young in you know and i was more religious so i think that's a reason why it keeps popping up in my writing personally is because i still find value in that stuff well, it's been such a treat to hang out with you and talk and hear more about your background and talk about Trova music, learn about it, and uh, can't wait to dig into your new album. I Time appreciate it, Grace. It's, been a, it's always a pleasure to hang out, and I appreciate yeah. you taking the time to chat with me about all this stuff and to share it. And I'm, I'm really happy that you discovered Trova music through this because I know you have a deep love of many different types of music, and um, 
you know, travel as well. So I appreciate you letting me kind of share my experience. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And make sure to check out Susto's new album, available now wherever you get your music. And make sure to check out their website, sustoisreal.com, to find upcoming shows and tour dates. As always, it's been a pleasure. And don't get too comfy, because our next trip is just around the corner.